What's up, everyone? If you were wondering how I've done this podcast, it's based off the Anchor. All you have to do is unload the Anchor app. And even better, guys, it's free. You could also possibly be getting paid to do this. I mean, all you got to do is just download the app. Speak your mind. If you ever dreamed of making a podcast or just anything, let your voice be heard. You can also be known on Spotify, Apple, or anything download. Just go on the Anchor app. What's up everyone? This is Buzzin' with Marlo. This is Warren Marlo. I hope everyone's having a good day. It is Monday, which means quarantine. I repeat, quarantine is finally over. The gyms are back open. I just got done leaving the gym and putting in some major work. And it was a great feeling and man, it's it's been a long time coming. And just seeing more, I mean... Luckily, the gym I was at, it wasn't fully packed, but yeah, like, I'm clearly sure everyone has went in there and did their workout today at the gym. I'm very happy to see that it's back and up and running. Um, literally, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Like, I, I, it's crazy to believe that life shut the gym down for a while, which it made you realize, like, hey, maybe I can do this to get to there still. I stepped on the scale today. I was actually surprised. I thought I lost a lot of weight, but apparently I've gained weight. So, <laughs> crazy. Don't look like it, but at least some of the gains have come in. And, and with the workouts that I've been doing at home and with a couple of my friends, I've also, most of my lifts have increased drastically. Uh, a lot of body weight workouts I did to start out before I got in there and started lifting weights. And, uh, mobility stretches and it's it really helps a lot and i'm going to tell my buddy justo herrera big shout out to this guy he got me this he taught me into doing this where this back posture strap it's kind of like a little small backpack on your back it helps your helps your posture and get you to have a very good back stitcher to where your back's not just slouched over or anything so i'm gonna give a big shout out to him on that because man this that thing has saved me. Like my workouts were so much better today wearing this thing. I recommend you wearing it for like back, shoulders, chest, legs, all those workouts. I recommend that. Very highly recommend. Uh, it helps your body. Like I said, it helps your posture. It helps you have your stature up to where your shoulders are not slumped down. Um, it's a very, very good thing to have. And I like to say, Justo Herrera, you saved me on that, bro. Like it was. It was amazing. So last episode we had, I talked to my good friend, Macy Van Alstyne. Like I said, it was great to catch up with him. It was, it was really fun. Macy has always been a very interesting character for me. Uh, he helped me present to be in a wrestling company. And uh, he helped me elevate my character a little bit too. And helped me with my cockiness, but also made it to where, hey, where my comfort zone is and it, and it elevated me to stay out of there and just keep excelling more and more every time and i'm very glad to see how macy is doing i'm very glad to see how macy was i'm glad to hear all the great feedback we have had on these on all my episodes like i'm gonna announce it like i i was really blown away we have finally have hit 123 plays in the, my podcast right now so that is extremely extremely amazing so i'm hoping everyone clearly i'm not boring you clearly y'all are listening clearly y'all enjoy what you're listening to and i thank y'all for that 
And like I said, man, I'm doing this just to basically do it basically to catch up with friends, just catch up and kill some time and just to have a good time around. And I'm having a blast doing this. I've really shocked at how much I could actually go on my own episode, literally go an hour. Like I didn't think I was ever going to be able to do that. I really thought I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to try it out. I don't think I'm going to even go more of a 30 minutes. And then I went almost to, to an hour. So that was really cool. And then also kind of worried a little bit, like I could really talk to myself like this for an hour, but it's, hey, it's a lot of fun. And clearly uh, y'all are enjoying it. Clearly I'm doing good. So, I mean, just like I said, keep giving me your feedback. Keep giving me ideas of what y'all would like me to discuss about. Like I said, this ain't just about fitness. This ain't just about anything in general. This is just anything, like anything that y'all want to talk about. We, we talk about on here, like. Literally, my first episode was just me just to express who I was. I was a former professional wrestler, turned into a guy that went in from playing college basketball and just had so much ups and downs, but I've always just kept going. I've always been the guy just to be hard-driven and never stop. Hopefully, that don't hurt me in the long run, but that's just the, always the mentality I've always had. So like I said, I've had great accolades. I've played college basketball. I've played high school basketball. I've played high school football. I played high school. I did a little bit of track a little bit, but I mean, I just really was into basketball and football more than anything. And uh, like I said, after college basketball, I went in, tried to go into an arena for a little bit. Uh, little struggles and like i said i will talk about all my downfalls later later on in you know, a couple episodes later down the road uh just starting this all out i just am mainly doing this just to catch up with a lot of friends and like i said i caught up with macy i've been great friends with him for a while i have not been able to talk as long as we have in a long time just with life going on and as <laughs> honestly just life uh i know that's Sometimes not excuses on some things. I'm just terrible to get back with people. I'm sorry. It's just always been my my struggle on some things. And like my second episode was with Rose and Sam. I've known those girls for a long time. And I just felt like with, the, with what was going on, I felt like they just needed to have their voices heard. And I felt like it was just a great time for that to happen. Of course, I could have talked to their parents, which I'm very great friends with. But no, I wanted to talk to the girls and just let them have their point of view. Let let them just tell their type of story. I'm sure every senior's probably had a different story to this, but I just really thought it was a very good time and a very good place for them to actually have their discussion. And like I said, my third episode with Macy was just a great catch-up moment. And it was just to help people also realize what you could do. What you could do exercising wise to just stay active every day and just to like literally you don't have to go to the gym at all times just to get in shape. You don't always have to rely. Oh, man, I'm not comfortable going to the gym because obviously there's some people in there that are a lot bigger than me. A lot of people just just even heavier people realize like, okay, like I can still do this. And like like what we've always preached is what's your why? And uh, if that's what you want, you're going to have to show hard work to get where you need to be. And uh, it was really cool just to catch up with him. But now we are on episode four. Episode four. Actually, no. Sorry. Across that. We're on episode five. Oh, long day already. I need to get this caffeine in my system. 
All right, episode five. Today we are going to talk to a very up-and-coming actor, a very great friend of mine. I have known this guy since my childhood days. I have played sports with this guy. I have basically hung out with this guy. I have lived basically a good life with this guy in my life. And uh, today, like I said, he is an aspiring actor. He is doing some projects, and we are going to talk about his projects. We're going to talk about his great acting career that he's got so far, what got him to want to do this, what kind of movies he likes, what kind of roles that he is really interested in trying to play, and just who his dream star, co-star actors or actresses that he would like to play with. I am talking about my good old friend, Jeremy Deberry. Uh, like I said, man, me and him go way back, way back. We went in high school, middle school, elementary, Yuli Middle School. I mean, everything together. And uh, it's going to be great to catch up with him. Like I said, I'm doing this podcast is basically to catch up with my old friends and just to have my point of view. And not just have my point of view, just have everyone's point of view. And just just to have a great time. I'm not clearly met, uh, like guest starring with people that are completely famous. No, this is people that are literally starting up from the ground up and working their self way up. And uh, we're going to have a great discussion with Jeremy Deberry today. I hope everyone's going to enjoy it. I hope everyone's going to just be able to realize, hey, something like this, I could still do. Something like this takes a lot of work and a lot of patience. And that's just anything in life. And I'm looking so forward to talking to Jeremy D. Berry today. So when we come back, we will talk to Jeremy D. Berry. I'm here with Jeremy D. Berry. What's up, bro? How you doing? Hello, Warren. Yeah, what's up, buddy? How you doing? You hear me good? Hold on, I think my check my volume. Oh, I think we're good. Ah, you sound pretty good, man. How you doing, bro? I haven't talked to you in a while. How you doing? Yeah, I've been busy. Well, I guess yeah, lately I... not too busy because of this whole corona virus thing, but before all right. this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I've been keeping an eye on you a little bit, man. So you've been pretty busy on some nice little things. Wanna talk about it? Yeah. Um right now, before all this coronavirus stuff happened had some projects mm-hmm. um in the works um there was one one in um one out here called um after the fall it's a apocalypse uh-huh. type movie with zombies and you know we was we're towards the end of that we still have a few more um scenes to shoot but now that um mm-hmm. they're kind of lifting everything the um, producer contacted me, um, I think two days ago, about um, having a schedule for next month to continue that and finish that up. Um, okay. Yeah, so I had that. Also, um, there's one that's shooting in the Orlando and Tampa area that I, I just booked. Um, it's called Nomad, and I'm supposed to be this... A marine captain in this um, film, so that's going to be. Oh man, cool. my brother over here in the marine. Yeah, you know. There we go. 
you know, I'm about to put my football, um, <laughs> my football attitude in this. I don't but uh, <laughs> I mean, bro, I got all the confidence in the world with you, man. I've known since I've known you for a long time. Like we go way back. I mean, gosh. <laughs> like I said, I've done this thing just to basically catch up with my friends. I am sorry, I am terrible at catching up with people. So I was like, you know what? I need to start doing this because I mean, with everything that was going on. Thank goodness the gyms are back open. I have seen you've been putting in major work on workout-wise. I'm seeing that you have been motivating Denisa. And, heck, I haven't seen AJ, and I can't even remember. And I see that he's putting in work now. So, I mean, that means you are motivating people to get in here. And, man, since I have known you, you have been the biggest movie guy I have ever known. I mean, I... I can remember you just watching Rush Hour from – you really loved all those scary-type movies, which I was never a big fan of, but you got me to somehow watch these <laughs> things with you. So, I mean, I'm glad to see that you are finally doing what you've been wanting to do for the longest time. I remember you telling me for the longest time, you're like, if I don't make it in professional sports, I'm going to be an actor. And I saw the trailer on some of those. I think it's the one – I think you were on an island or something. Yeah, it was called the Rasa. Yeah, I mean, that was really good, bro. Like, Thank you. I don't know how much money I put in that project, but, man, I hope there's a future for that. I don't know all of that idea. I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, dang, this boy's got a real trailer. Like, is this a real movie? Like, <laughs> oh, man, what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, I'm really freaking proud of you, bro. I like I said, man, I was real busy for the longest time, clearly, getting dropped on my head for a good six years. Oh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, me and you both, man, we've always been hard-driven. And that's really cool that you're going to do, like, a Marine gig. I think you would pull it off very well. I think it'll be more believable. Mm-hmm. And uh, so – that's the upcoming one. So tell me about the one that you just did a trailer. Yeah, on. so it's called the Rasa. I'm actually I actually wrote it. So it took me. Um, oh yeah, okay. it Took me four years to write this script. All the way through college, I wow. started my freshman year, and I probably changed it up about five times. I probably rewrote the script five times, and it's finally got mm-hmm. to a point to where you know it's finished. And now I can um, yeah. I can market it. And what we did with that teaser is actually a teaser. It's not a trailer. So um, we, okay. we basically use that to um, give to investors so they can see the concept of the film and the feel of what we're going for. Um, right now, mm-hmm. we just finished our investment packet for that. Well, we're almost finished with it. And then once the once everything opens up in um, LA, which is the talk is around August, you know that could change depending on you know if it gets worse or not. But um, once that opens mm-hmm. up, um, we have an agent that's going to pitch it out there, and then we'll see what happens once um, all that goes into play. All right, bro. You got to explain to me like how does this work, like? So you wrote this play. So you wrote this, this yes. film, right? So how does that totally work? So like how many people do you have to go through just so you could at least get like say like that teaser? Like, bro, you had me going on. I mean, it kind of reminded me of like that. Uh, like what movie did that inspire you to actually 
get that type of feel. Because what I thought was kind of like the Kadim. Like, obviously, you know, I was a big wrestling fan. I watched that Stone yeah. Cold film. Now it's kind of like I felt like that kind of That definitely, so. the Kadim, it definitely had some role. I was inspired by that. I okay. was inspired by the Hunger Games and also the 100. So it was kind of like. Yeah, I kind of saw it as like Hunger Games. So, I, yeah, that's really Yeah, I kind of cool. just took those, you know, what I liked about those films, kind of made it my own, and then um, came up with Thrasa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a good gig. So, what was your what was your role in that in that play? Um, well, I was a producer, and then I was one of the leads in it as well, and um, mm-hmm. also being the writer. So, with the thing that you learn is to never wait on other people to tell you you're good enough. Exactly. Like, if you want to wait, then you can't complain if you're not getting the roles you want. Or if you get anything, that's just in life in general. Like, you have to go out and do it yourself. Like, I will never wait for anyone to hand me anything. And I think that's why I got to where I'm at. That's how I got the chance to go to France and um, go to the Cannes Festival and meet so many people and network with so many people. Because I didn't wait for um, people to hand me anything. I just went ahead and went after of it. And that's what I'm continuing to do. Bro, I'm very proud of you on this. Like, obviously, when you met me, I want you to tell everyone now. Would you ever thought I would have done professional? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That was not something I, mean, I thought you was going for. So I was like, so when I heard about you doing the festival and stuff, so like, what did what experience? Oh man, um, like, you know, when I first got into acting in the film industry. One thing I kept hearing, and again, these are from like just local people, you know, that um, mm-hmm. like, they won't give you the time of day. They're not, you know, they're mean, they're this, they're that. And, you know, I was like, well, if they if they're going to be that way, they're just going to be that way. But when I went out there and I met all these people, like everyone's embracing, mm-hmm. like you have to put yourself in the position to be successful. You got to yeah. You're gonna wanna, you gotta wanna listen to them. And I, 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 sorry, I keep comparing that to wrestling, but that is kind of like the same thing. Like, obviously, you can do so much, but you still, it's so much more knowledge to get fed in. Yeah. And stuff. So I really like how you said that because, like, I've met some cool, cool people in my days. Like some of the guys we've watched on TV and stuff. And obviously, if you don't get put yourself out there to ask them and teach and show them that you want to learn. Obviously, it's just going to be like brush off, new kid on the block, get out of my way. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. So what all did you get on that festival? So what all did you Um, do So I got to watch the premiere of a lot of different films. Um, One of the big ones where it was, um, what's his name? He did the Ku Klux Klan, kind of like the Ku Klux Klan film. I don't know why his name is mm-hmm. not um, popping up, but yeah, we got to watch that. We got to watch um, Whitney Houston's documentary. I'm the first one to watch it. We got to oh, watch wow. it with her family. So we was in this big, this big auditorium, like red carpet, cameras everywhere. Like it was, I kind of felt like, <laughs> you know, I kind of felt like I was a celebrity because people was doing all that. And I was like, well, brother, you 
always felt like you were a celebrity, so I love this <laughs> feeling for you. <laughs> I have known you for so long, and I just like this is really cool to hear you talk about this. Like you have always made yourself higher than everyone else. Like, like in sports, bro. Like I, everybody talks about Derrick Henry now. I sat here and said numerous times I have played with both of you guys. Jeremy D. Berry was the first Derrick Henry. I'm not even not even exhausting that at all. Like, bro, like you took that football and just no one could even stop you. And so I'm so glad you're just getting to finally all that work you put in because I know that you were doing this in college and like it was really hard for you just to keep going and stuff. But you you toughed it out and now you're getting this little result and that festival just gave you more, just more of that that what's that way I'm trying to say the link to actually go mm-hmm. more into it. So that's really cool. So you got to sit next to Whitney Houston's family. Yeah, and watch this I, I met um, Michael B. Jordan. I met um, Ryan Coogler. Oh, like man. I met all of them at this festival that people saying, you know, don't go. Like it's a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's just, again, that's why you have to watch who, you know I mean? I'm sorry, pay attention to who you're getting your information from. Like, exactly. don't take everyone's information. I mean, like, it's don't. about network. You have to put your network out there. You're putting your business. So, clearly, you being that actor, you have to sell yourself to everyone. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan, bro, I ain't going to lie. I would have marked out a little <laughs> bit for him. This Creed movie, that last Creed movie, my gosh, one of the best films I've yeah, watched. He's, so he's good. Like, just such a great storytelling. And I just love the fact how much he's changed to elevate himself to get yeah, these roles, and I hope he'll get another Marvel film soon because he's changed the villain mm-hmm. game a little bit too. But that's what I'm saying. Like these, you know, these things, you have to being an actor. Like you're not just selling, you know, a, like you are the product. Like, and that's why I exactly like when you said like I've been in the gym, been working out so much is because now I understand the process. You're training, you're exactly. trying to get there. You know what you need to get there. And obviously, you need to make that, that sacrifice to get to those those roles that you have to make. And I think that's what's also been some struggles for a lot of actors back in the days and stuff. They like Keith Ledger and all them. They get so in-depth to their characters. But I've learned in a long time, like, oh, clear, I was a very red, white, blue character. I could have just been that typical guy, get fans of Street USA, and I'd be done. No, man, but if I didn't believe in that character... It wouldn't have went six years. It wouldn't even went a mm-hmm. year if that's the case. Like, I would just been that guy, been like a little old basic character and be like, okay, cool. Yeah, USA, haha, one finger up and then we're done. But man, you have to literally, literally believe in that character. And that's what people don't realize with film is so hard. Is you could tell who puts in a lot of work to get to these characters. And like, there's some films that haven't been the best, but Obviously, like Jim Carrey and some of those actors, they put so much work into oh, yeah. that character, and you just cannot, you can't just just skip past that and realize, like, oh my gosh, man, can you believe how much character that yeah. character? Is? So that's pretty cool oh, yeah. in that one. So like, how that La Rosa going? So you might film it in Los well, LA. I'm looking to film it film it in um, Atlanta, Georgia, and as well as Iceland. So yeah. we're trying to go to Iceland to film okay. some of it as well. Um, 
but it just depends Ooh, on what we get and what they allow. Because, like, we could film it in Florida. Like, it would be easy. But there's no film incentive in Florida that's, that's going to um, yeah. help us out. Like, Georgia, that's why everything's filming in Georgia. Because the incentive is so great. You know, like, if we if we have a budget of $3 million, if we get um, 60% of that money, like, the state of Georgia will give mm-hmm. you the rest rest of the 30%, I mean, 40%. Like it's yeah, so it's oh, that's wow, why everything's really? been filmed out there. And I think I may have get my percentages wrong. I think it's seventy to thirty, but um Is that why you first moved to Atlanta at first just to get that oh yeah that network out there? Oh yeah. Cause you can't like okay like I don't get me wrong, I like my hometown, but you have you have to <laughs> You've all Yeah, you have travel, to you have so to branch I, out. I, like I, you can't you cannot yeah. just sit in your hometown. Yeah, people know you, yeah, people know what you do. That's good and dandy, but how is this going to help you in the long run? Like, are yeah. they? You know, you you I just have to you just have to branch out. That's what it takes. Mm-hmm. So uh, this this marine role you got. So have they told you like, are you getting a trainer to teach you what you got to do, or are you? Just um, well, I have an acting coach, so um, every time I go into something, okay, I'm always with my actor coach. She. She really helps me with like my inner self and and what a lot of people don't realize is that acting it it can drain you to exhaustion. Like Bruh, it, it is not, not just me pretending to be someone. When I'm acting, I'm that character, but I'm myself. Like how would I react, mm-hmm. you know, in this situation? And that's why we yeah. get like the backstory of that character. So we know like is their parent dead or like what's going on. So I know how I would react if mm-hmm. this actually happened in my life. So I mean, it's just it's it's so draining. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I love it. You know, it's fun to do. It's something new, and I love hearing you talk about this stuff, man. Because you've always been very humble to just always be well to try new things. And that's really cool to hear. Uh, I know. I mean, I even I even gave you an offer. I remember a long time ago. I was like, "Hey, bro, you feel like joining with me to try to wrestle?" Because it's just like I believe that you would have been very well just because you would you would believe in a character and you would give yeah. everything you got. So I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The acting coach and stuff like that. So I didn't know. I I was really curious about how that all works. So you get an acting coach. So so, so say like, what does they teach you how to really do like? Do they show you like show based off of expressions? Because I remember that was the biggest problem with me in wrestling. And that's one reason why I had to wear a mask is because I had so much trouble to show expression. Like it like it it brings something different and it makes the audience really visualize mm-hmm. what's going on when you have to show expression. Like you have to show like a feeling to type thing. So the fans and just the and the visual audience can actually relate to it and yeah. just feel it and i know that's got to be a very big change and obviously what i've done is a lot different what you're doing luckily you get take two (laughs) and stuff on that but i mean like i don't know one all right that's a crap that's it depending on who you're working with you don't Uh, like you about to get this especially if you're if you're in atlanta on these big sets like you don't have three four or five tapes uh like they're they're gonna be like oh "Oh, really like i didn't know that you're a day player like they're gonna, they'll be like, "All right, you got, you got this uh-huh. thing. 
and you may get another one. If like if time, because time is money for film, like it is it exactly. film. That's why it costs so much. But time is money, and sometimes you're gonna get okay. I need it on this first take because we have to go. We have to set up for another set, or we're gonna be late. You know, and mm-hmm. some- how many scenes does usually? How many scenes will you usually be able to film a day? Like say, like if you do one take, and maybe two at the most, but. You try not to mess up more than maybe twice, well, probably the whole day, right? <laughs> how can I put this? So, um, as far as like the scenes, it depends on the script because a scene can be really short or it can be extra okay. long. But my teaser was mm-hmm. um, what two, two maybe three minutes. It took us sixteen hours to get mm. that to film that. Then I. Isn't that crazy? Like how short of a time it really is, but just to put in that mount, just yep. to get it to look that great. Sixteen hours. That's crazy, man. Wow. Oh That's yeah, a lot it of is. Time right it's there, a lot bro. of pre-production time too, <laughs> to make sure everything flows right. Yeah. So how do so so since you've been getting your name out there a little bit, so how do you like say like say you produced it? So how do you get like some of the actors and actresses to do it? So like, what what are the actors and actresses that you've actually associated with to actually make um, the trailer? And so just so I understand the question, are you asking like how how do I get other actors on the project? Yeah, yeah. So how do you network it to actually be like, yeah, I like this. Let let so, put me um, on. As far as like, um actors that aren't SAG, which means union, is our union for actors. Um, it's pretty easy because mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of actors out there, you know. So you have to put out your synopsis and put out the characters online or on any of our casting sites and then mm-hmm. people will um, apply that way. Um, but I also have a lot of friends okay. so that I network with. So a lot of okay. times I'm using them because I trust them. You know, I trust that they can portray this character. Right. So a lot of times I'm using them. But like, if you're trying to um, get a hold of like an actor, like an A-list actor or something like that, it's actually not that hard. Like people, people think that it's hard to. Really, con- it's not hard at all. There's a um, there's a website, um, IMBD, and if you have a pro account, you have a list of all their agents. And what you do, you just um, send them the information. Wow. Um, let them know. Obviously, they're going. It's going to have to be SAG because it's union. So that's how that's how you get them on board. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. have to get your project SAG, which I will be doing once um, the investment part is over. But after that, then you just send it out. You uh-huh. send them the script, and if they like it, they'll they'll join. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, like that's pretty. Yep, it's not hard at all. <laughs> that's obviously you got to put in the work. <laughs> oh man, I know you never first either, so you gotta tell me. So how did you mark out at all when you met no, Michael B. Jordan? Because it was, was um, like, it was real know. brief. Um, he, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure he does. Uh-huh. You're not gonna remember me. He probably met a lot of people, but um, it was real brief. He was on the red carpet. I end up. I was end up on the red carpet with him. Like we all walked through. So that's how I ended up meeting him. But he stopped, and a whole bunch of people stopped, like 
everything and started taking pictures of him. And I just kept walking, but <laughs> it was real brief. But <laughs> bro, I've learned it's so different. Like my wife is like blown away. Like I've met some really, really famous people on like wrestling and stuff like. That, and my wife is just like. You act like they're a normal person. I'm like, honestly, they're yeah. coworkers. Like, now. <laughs> like yeah, but you act, act that way. If you act that way, obviously they'll be more into wanting to talk to you, whatever. You're like, hey, this person's actually normal, so I ain't got to worry about him basically trying to grab my neck or something. So I mean, I don't have to worry about security being like, take him off, whatever. So I mean, that's really cool. That's really neat, man. So Michael B. Jordan, I mean, wow. I'm not even gonna lie, I was. I would be like a little stuttering up a little bit on them. That's pretty cool. So uh, tell me about uh, what's some major films that you really like right now? Right, my bad. <laughs> All right, you there, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> it went out. I <laughs> uh, did. Uh, was it on mine or your end or yours? I think it was on my end. Oh man, but yeah, uh, w- where did we leave off on where? Oh, well, um, it was funny that you were talking about, um, you know, how to act, like how you Uh have to portray yourself around these people. Because in France, that's literally what I learned. Day one, I've learned that you have to, you have to act like you're important to talk to them. Like if you're like, even when we, we went to places, like they literally had this, that they, they let everyone walk through. So mm-hmm. you would come, there's two different checkpoints and the first checkpoint, they'll kind of look, look at, look how you're, um, how you're kind of carrying yourself as you're walking up. And then if yeah. they like it, they'll let you buy. The second one is, is like the dress code. Like, do you look like you're important? Do you look like, you know, somebody? Club, Sound like a club right there. Yeah. And then if they, if they think so, they'll let you go in. But if not, they'll tell you to make like a right or a left, depending on, on where the door is. And then mm-hmm. once you go in, that's like outside. So they basically just like kicked you out of the club because you didn't look the part. Yeah. Wow. That's very crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it that's... was funny. <laughs> so what did you get to experience? That obviously, you were in the club? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Like it is, <laughs> it is not, it's not... It's not what we think a club is. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't doubt it, bro. Celebrities party a little different. <laughs> uh, hey, at least you're getting experience a little bit. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that actually helps you feed in more and wanting to do it more. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Oh, so, yeah. like, so you said you trained, you went to France. Where all where all places have you went? Um. I just, as far as like the film, the film stuff, the furthest I traveled mm-hmm. was um, Cannes, France, and that mm-hmm. was with one of my. I actually went there with um, the Rasa. Um, I took that with me, and we played it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we um, we basically pitched it. We um, I talked to other um, filmmakers and industry professionals about it. Have you ever seen? Um, the show on Netflix called um, Lost in Space. I've heard, I've watched the first two episodes of it, bro. I've, I'm terrible at trying to like just sit down and watch shows lately. Yeah. But yeah, I've watched the first two episodes. So the, it was intriguing. Yeah. So the guys that created 
the um the ship and as well as the mm-hmm. robot that um they find. I met those guys at a bar in the oh. alley. Yes. And they bought me and some people that I met out there all drinks because they were celebrating because they had just got the call for season two of that um, oh, really? of that show. Yeah. So I got the experience like, you know, the excitement, the hype and like getting that call. Hey, you know, you got this much money to create another one. And that's what I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to, to, to that getting that call in, you know, the agent letting me know that we can go ahead and film the roster. That's pretty awesome, man. So is it going to be a film or are you going to try to do it as a show? Well, see, um, it's written out as a as a film. So I want it to be like either a trilogy or a um, mm-hmm. franchise. But I can't okay. I can't um, leave it as that. So I wrote my packet in a way that it could also be a TV series because some people don't invest in just films. They want to invest in TV series. And I, I hear have that's that the main go to now. Yeah, I hear that's a very good maintain and to really get it out there more is not just do a movie is really just do a TV show. Mm-hmm. And I've actually had a couple of friends that they wrestle and stuff, but they try to do acting on the side. And they've always sat and said like the gigs, the really better gigs are the TV shows, because obviously it's more guaranteed and more longer extent. Well, well, that's so. a um. I guess that's good as far as like if you're just being an actor. Right now, I guess I was speaking in terms of like producing. Okay, yeah. so you're really trying to go up to that upper level to be a producer. Oh yeah, so right. I'm trying to be like the Tyler the Tyler Perry, but like sci-fi instead of comedy. Like that's what I'm doing. Yeah, you sci-fi. So that's your still that's still your favorite, huh? Yeah, like I'm a big sci-fi um, fan. That's what I, I used do. to love watching some sci-fi movies with you, man, because there's not a lot of friends that usually would sit there and watch them with us. <laughs> like honestly, the main ones we know a good a good few of them were like Rush Hour and maybe like some sports or ty- type of action type film stuff. So. Yeah, and I always watching sci-fi with you on those because you would actually we'd really like those a little bit better. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I like how you've already got a motivation. You're like, I'm gonna be the next Tyler Perry. And maybe even better. And I totally have confidence in thinking that you will. Because, dude, you always you always conquer what you got in front of you. And um, that's really freaking sweet. And I really hope this La Rosa really gets off the ground. Me too, man. I will definitely be there. <laughs> I will definitely be watching it. I will tell you that now. Like, that is freaking awesome. That is, that is pretty sweet. That's crazy. You had to travel just to get it out there. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. You have to sell that product. Yeah. You have to sell. And I had to learn that in such a hard way, too. Like, when I started wrestling, it was like, you can't just stay at one spot. Like, you have to really network to travel around to get yourself known. Like, yeah, you could be known in front of 12 people right now. But if you keep traveling, obviously, that number picks up. And obviously, with the social media and stuff, that helps it a little bit, too. But. The reality is you have to use one foot and the other to make it out, to make it see where you can go. And that's really cool. And uh, so that La Rosa project, I hope and pray it works for you, bro. Thank so you. Thank you. I want to ask you some questions because this was the main ones that I've been getting a little bit of comments on. What are your favorite type of films? Obviously, you said sci-fi. But what is the most, like, mon- like? what you can't anxiously wait, what type of role you could have 
for a character? Um, my role. So, are you mean like just like a character that I would want to play? Yeah. Well, like most, like I've known you for a long time. Like one of those characters that you've seen yourself when we watched, like said, like we watched a good amount of those sci-fi movies, and like what particular role you always saw yourself being able to play? So, um, you remember Blade? Oh yeah, let me guess, Blade. Yes. <laughs> yes. You've always yes. been that leader, so yeah, yes. I could see it, bro. Yes, definitely. Because they tried to make a second one. I don't think it did that good. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm definitely. I will write I like another Eternity. one. Eternity really. I, the second one was like, eh. But when they the one that they got with Ryan Reynolds and uh, I mean they had a really good cast. Yeah, that uh, one was Ryan, that was really good. Exactly. I felt like um, I'm talking about the one they had a different guy play Blade. It wasn't Wesley. Oh Smith. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. That wasn't. It didn't do too good. That's what I believe. Say, like, even if they did like a Wolverine film, yeah. if you don't have Hugh Jackman playing as Wolverine, I'm not even going to be interested. Well, that's just honestly. Well, I see you have to like with the Blade one. Like, if they would have made it as like that was his son or something, like this, this yeah, son like, that he didn't have, maybe it would have worked. But as far as like making him Blade, like it's nah. Like you have to believe like that's the original. Blade. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I think that's why that's it, I, it didn't work. I don't think Shaft did really well, but I did like the fact that they brought Shaft's son in mm-hmm. and brought that in to show the trilogy to continue. Yeah. And I believe that's what films really need to do because fan, the audience aspect, we look at it as, okay, what's the next thing they're going to revamp on it? And obviously, if you go to remake these characters, say, like, I think why DC has really struggled with movies for so long. First of all, you have, like, 15 different Batman. Which one are you really gonna believe is the real one? You know what I mean, like it's it, it's sad. Like that movie could have been so much better. I actually like Ben Affleck as Batman. Mm-hmm. I really believe that in the cartoon version of Batman that I believe, I believe he hit it on the. I mean, he hit a home run with it. But obviously, you've had so many different type of Batman, so it's just like, okay, like this is another guy that wants to personate Batman. <laughs> so it's just. That's crazy, and I and I totally agree with the Blade gig. I, I actually would love this. I am very hoping. I hope I could actually get you to have that idea to maybe write something that kind of goes into Blade, but your own type of way. Oh yeah, because I believe you've always been very creative on like type of scary films and stuff. And I believe that might be like a zombie idea for you because you were really big, heavily on the zombie. You know, I had an so, idea to um after the Rasa. After we um finish this, uh-huh. I have an idea to um to base a apocalypse um movie within Nassau County mm-hmm. and like kind of go go to um go to like the meetings and kind of see what they what they think as far as like um helping out like people letting me like borrow their locations, borrow their their restaurants or whatever place of business and you know, shoot these scenes there. Because I just think that, mm-hmm. you know, having that in Nassau County, it'll bring a little more to it. Because, I mean, we're trying, exactly. we're trying to build up, but we're not we're not there yet. Bro, I've been in Nassau. I, what's part of Nassau? Like, I just finally went back to Yulee for a little bit, and dude, it's changed. Well, I'm talking about Yulee, yeah. Like, I don't even remember 
basically like this ever. Yeah. Like, guys, crazy. Like, I I first came to Uli, bro, like, we saw nothing but trees. We had maybe three stores total, and you had to go to Fernandina just to go grocery shop <laughs> before they brought Walmart out here. So, like, it's it blew me away, but obviously all that construction is just like, oh, man, this is tiring. And this is coming from a guy that lives close to Blandon Boulevard right now. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely moved a little further out. <laughs> yeah. So, talking about filming, like, I know kind of like in the Georgia areas because everyone likes like the wild areas, kind of like the woods type scenario. So are you trying to say like filming like in the Hilliard and Callahan area? Well, it of? don't have to be that because even when it's apocalypse, like it could be like in neighborhoods, you know, the apocalypse, it oh, can okay. be anywhere. You know, they're not, it doesn't mm-hmm. discriminate as far as like where these zombies would come from. So, I mean, just anywhere, anywhere people allow me to film at, um, I'm going to try to do it and see how well it goes. Ah, man, I think the school would actually even give me an idea on it, too, because I'm pretty sure they would be all for it. I know, and that's the thing. Like, I want to, um, once I'm done with um, the Rasa, I'm going to go and see see what they say. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I remember our number one goal back then when we were young was we wanted to put Yuli on the map. And we never had anything that was like, like, you know how, like, this is a great example. I remember when me and you were, we went and played, I think it was Camden County. I think it was the summer league basketball. Yeah, it? it was summer. And we played yeah. at Camden County, and we went to that sports shop there, and it was nothing but Camden County stuff. And we were just blown away about that, and we were like, you know what? We're going to make Yuli like that. And I'm actually really proud to say that Yuli has came a long yeah. way. And I don't like all the new towns they got going on now. I feel like all that construction stuff is way too much. But I I love the fact that Yuli is really it's it's there now. It's not like we have to say we're in Jacksonville, Florida now. We could actually say we're from Yuli, Florida. Even though I get the tip going, Oh man, you play with Derrick Henry all the time <laughs> and then when I tell people I was like I basically grew up with him, I get told, Nah man, you you might have known that's it. But I mean you're a good witness on it. Like, bro, we all yeah. grew up together. Like, it's crazy to believe all this. And I'm very proud to know where he's got. You need to tell him to ease up on my Jaguars, man. We need something <laughs> a little bit. Right? No, we can't ease up on them. They beat us one time. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were yep. at that game, weren't you? I think I, I, think yeah, I saw I you up there. there. I, yeah, I took Shane up there with me. And good old Shane. And the funny thing is, like, when we got in the end of the game, well, obviously it was pouring down, yeah. bro. And my wife really wanted to meet Derek, so we stayed out there for the longest time. And, I mean, rain's going all down us. Bless Shane's heart, man. Like, everyone's sitting there telling me, hey, man, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even know who Shane was. And Shane was upset totally. He's like, wow, this tells you how long they really cared about me. <laughs> I was like, man, I don't even know. Like, that's crazy. And, um... I really hope that Nassau County really does something with you because I feel like you were so involved with them. Obviously, I, I don't see them saying Obviously, I I think that would be a really cool option. And, like, in, in all reality, say, like, how you, Tyler Perry's changed. I think all of Tyler Perry's films have been filmed in Georgia, yeah. right? I think mm-hmm. all in Georgia. So, obviously, you could make that change and be the Tyler Perry of well, Nassau County. And that's, that's what I'm trying. Cool. 
that's going to be German D-Bear's territory. I mean, sometimes we might even have some real good films out in our area now with, like, Spielberg and all that. Yeah. Who knows? We can get them incentives, I'm, though. Like, this sort is bad on that right now. That's the only thing. Yeah. I mean, I know with all this stuff going on, I mean, obviously, that's it, that means everything's just going to start ramping up all, uh, mm. all at one again. So it's just basically like at your own pace, like, hold up, let me get let me get to this part first. Let me get so we can get up to there. So I mean, that's I, I'm glad to know that you're still up and running. You're going. I I believe you're going to do it, bro. Thank you. I totally. With you being a producer, that's even cooler. Like honestly, because I saw the little Rasta thing and it really intrigued me. And I think I watched that one. I think it's where. You, I think they were stranded on a thing, and I guess y'all have weapons or something, and they were going after you for some weird reason. I don't know what was <laughs> up with that. And I was just I really understanding. I was like, man, Jeremy's really trying to be this badass action character, <laughs> and I love it. I, and, and I've always told you, I was like, D-Berry was the quietest guy, but this dude, he let his action speak for him like, completely. And uh, that's really cool. And I watched it, and I was just like, man, these these teasers, obviously, you're telling me teasers now. I used to call them trailers. And I kept telling my mom, I'm like, I think D-Bear's going to have a movie in the theater in about another month or so. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like that's really cool. Like, And mom, I even let her watch it. She's mm-hmm. like, wow. Little D-Bear's actually stepped up <laughs> a little bit. And that was really cool. So, all right, bro. I got to ask you totally. What is your dream cast that you would like to do a movie with? Um, obviously. Denzel would be a great thing. Oh, yeah. um, Viola Davis. Um, was uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Or, no. Will he be your star? His star he actor? can be a lead. <laughs> he can be a lead. Okay. Viola. Like, yeah. Those would be my my first choices as far as like getting somebody on. Yeah. Okay. Well, what would the movie be called? You know, I I have no idea. It would definitely have to be like. No, I'm saying what would I didn't be like. Obviously, you got these characters because they are very good at a very particular type of film. What would that kind of what would that genre be for that type of film? Um. Definitely sci-fi. I mean, because I'm a sci-fi person. Like it's, yeah. I'm never. I'm probably never gonna write a comedy. Like that is probably never happening. <laughs> oh man, I really nope, do one. Like okay, so I'll probably um, produce a comedy, but I'll never write one. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. produce a comedy, but I'll probably never write one. I remember sometimes, man. You've had me laugh so hard at. I've almost had to change my pants a couple of times, so that that's kind of shocking. I, I like that, though, because you were a fine cat. Like, dude, we've known each other for so long, and it was just like, we really, like, me and you used to be my rival with baseball. <laughs> uh, I will say it from day one I met you. was We were very big rivals. We didn't really know each other until, obviously, got further on in life, whatever. And then me and you clicked, and I mean, damn near, I was damn near living at your house for, like, almost every day. <laughs> For almost two to three years straight, your mom basically taught all of us how to drive a car <laughs> at and everything. So I mean, that's that's really cool to see, like just a 
good old Yuli boys just making it making it into something that they are yeah. wanting to do. Like, and that's what I've, and I love the fact that yes, you're still in Nassau County, but you're not. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so many people. I've run. I always run into people in Nassau County. That's why I try to stay yeah. out of Nassau County. Well, the thing is, I um, only reason I, I'm back is because we did a project out here. So we did the project. Mm-hmm. I thought you were still in Georgia for a while, and everybody kept telling me Jeremy's back. And I was like, Yeah, Dang, I need I to hit him back up because there was <laughs> we did we did a pilot for a TV um show out here. So I didn't want to have uh, mm-hmm. two houses. I didn't want to have a house out here, have a house in Atlanta. So anybody got no money like that. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want a career? Maybe you're on, maybe yeah, one day. But right, I ain't got no money like that. I can have two houses. So I just moved back here, and then my mom ended up getting her restaurant. So I ha- I stayed to help her with that, and then I was supposed to go mm-hmm. back to Atlanta this year, but. All this happened, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and then this stuff happened. Yeah. All right, you just talked about it. Talk about your mom's restaurant, bro. I have heard numerous reviews. I have not been there yet, and I'm sorry to tell. And I know Cindy's probably gonna put a foot in my butt until I do go up there. But I always call her my mama. Like your your mom always does so much things for me, and she is always she has always never just been doing one job, and. And she was always a hard worker. She always kind of motivated me to actually be a better person every day. And uh, talk about your mom's gig this time. Because I remember she used to do an at-home cleaning business. Now she's gotten into the cooking yeah. business. So um, this isn't her first restaurant. She had one before. But there was um, issues with the building. Uh-huh. So she just kind of let it go. Um, but now. No, was it, was in, it was in Ferndina. Was that in yeah, it was. Oh, it wasn't Fernandina. But um, this one she okay. has now. It's more um like cafeteria style. So you kind of um watch us fix mm-hmm. the plate as you go down. But we serve everything from okay. uh, like oxtails, chitlins, chicken pork chops, like any a lot of like southern food. Like it's really southern food. But yeah. Oh yeah, I remember your yeah. mom tried to get me to eat chitlins before. <laughs> uh. And you know how picky of the year I was. Like Cindy wasn't budging with me on it. She's like, "If you're gonna stay here, you're gonna eat what I eat or what I cook." And I was like, "All right, I guess I gotta <laughs> well, eat." See, it. I don't eat. I don't eat meat. So that's like, cool. I'm a pescatarian, so I don't eat it there. So I can't really eat at. Oh man, how long um, been doing? That? I think it's going on six years now. Yeah. Really, bro? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, man, that's. So what what changes has that done for you since you became pescatarian? So um, go ahead. So when I first started, like it was a it was a huge difference as far as like how I felt, um, all the energy I have. I mean, uh-huh. right now it's it's kind of normal. Like I always have the energy, but it doesn't. I don't feel any different because I'm used to it now. But um, it helped me as uh-huh. far as like getting into shape. Like it just it really helped me with my career. Like, now I don't have to try as hard. I don't have to watch what I eat because I don't eat a lot of things anyway. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of gave me... How many meals are you um, Right now, I'm actually intermediate fasting. So, yeah. Oh, boy. If you see my recent picture, I have literally been doing intermittent fasting. Like, I got really big in that when I first started wrestling. Like, I would literally do it for about 
maybe three or four weeks out before I mm-hmm. do a real big show. And boy, it does a lot for you. And I used to be really against it for long because, I mean, clearly the old lifting habit, you eat so much and then go and lift. And like you would try to eat six meals a day. But the intermittent fasting thing is a really big deal. And it's a very good thing, game changer. And obviously you get these rumors, all these celebrities are doing steroids. No, they're literally doing this intermittent fasting thing. And it mm-hmm. does results. Like if you do what you're supposed to do, you will get the major results out of it. And explain that to the people about this, like, know what the intermittent well, fasting Well, my understanding of the intermediate fasting is I'm eating, I'm doing six day, six hours through the day. So I'm only eating between mm-hmm. two and eight. And then anything after that is just like water or um, like 100% juice. Like I do 100% juice as well. Um and what type of um, juice? Either I'm either juicing myself or it's like apple juice or something like that. Yeah. Oh man, I can't tell you the last time mm-hmm. I done any of those juices. I can't even tell mm-hmm. you. Like I literally would just drink water. And dude, you remember how heavily I was on yeah. Gatorade when I was younger? I don't even drink yeah. Gatorade anymore. Like unless if I know like okay, I need to get through the day type scenario and I don't want to eat real quick, so I'll just chug a Gatorade down, obviously, because it's a good carb. Um, so I would literally just try to j- just drain out mm-hmm. a gallon of water a day, which I think your intermittent would be a little bit different mine, because I would actually have a BCA in my water just to help me get through the day to where I'm not eating as much as I used to. Um, do you do something like that also just to help avoid too wanting to eat until that time marker is there or that kind of um, I don't cheating? do any of that. At first, it was kind of hard, but now okay. it's, it's just kind of, it's easy. Yeah. It's yeah, so I easy to deal with like, I don't now. have to take anything to help me um, not eat through the day. Like, I just make sure between when I can eat mm-hmm. that I'm, you know, that I'm eating, that I'm not skipping, you know. Because if I don't, right. like, I've never, it's never happened. There's been times where I did only eat once because I forgot to eat because I was busy. But I'm still not eating after 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. You know, so you get so much mm-hmm. more energy this way too. I've really experienced that. Like, all right, so what's your caffeine level intake? No, like, you take I don't caffeine take any no? caffeine. Just because um having um blood pressure, high blood pressure, like caffeine isn't good for me. So mm-hmm. I don't take any caffeine. Like, so a lot of right. pre workout that people take, like you won't see me take any of that. So all it's. Well, if you take one that doesn't have mm-hmm. any citrulline, and I know it's very hard to find those because now pre-workout is advanced so much. And uh, I believe the biggest thing for pre-workout would be coffee. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's just the fact on it. Uh, there's so much artificial stuff in pre-workouts, like all the very high, big, high-end pre-workouts. Obviously, you could just drink a, a jug of a fruit juice, and that's basically <laughs> what it is. <laughs> like it just kicked up to a level where citrulline's just so high where you want to just go through a door um obviously you've seen on my posts and stuff i've i'm doing like this raz energy drink if you really want to look into it i would actually send you one and you just tell me what what difference this is honestly it has it has a little bit of caffeine in it, but it doesn't have artificial mm-hmm. flavors or anything like that um it's uh it's got bca in it uh the alpha aminos and stuff like that um, 
like I said, if you're interested in it, I'll send you one, bro. Like free of charge, whatever. You just let me know. Um, I get yeah, because caffeine is a real big deal, and I and there's yeah. caffeine in everything now. I'm not even gonna lie to yeah. you, bro. I drink a lot of caffeine. Like <laughs> I work at a warehouse, and I'm up every morning of the, at a certain time of the day. Have to work almost 14 or 13 hours a day, and then come home and deal with babies and my son. And my wife, so it's a whole different change. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you believe Matthew's eight years old big. now? Let's see. I know, and my little girl's screaming <laughs> my ear off every day. Yeah, she's growing up fast, too. You ain't telling me, man. She just started walking, and it's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, it's it just like, just slow down for me, please. Like, that's all. That's just like, wow. And I just got done with my wife's birthday yesterday, 27 years old. And I just realized, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's younger. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even realize it now. And then, obviously, when I look at my gray beard and stuff, I'm like, oh, man. That's where yeah. age is starting to hit us. But um, I appreciate you doing this with me today, man. I, I'm Like I say, I'm sorry I cannot get back with everyone so, so quickly. And, bro, we've got to hang out eventually soon. Uh, I appreciate everything you're doing, and I support what you're doing. And I'm sure you're going to be the next Tyler Perry. I, I've i always joked around and said there, there was a Derrick Henry, but first <laughs> there was a Jeremy D. Berry. And Jeremy D. Berry, and then that's what I called Derrick Henry. I was like, he's the new Jeremy D. Berry. Like, uh, people don't realize it, but I was like, man, y'all should watch some old – Case of Jeremy Deberry. That boy had almost as good rushing yards as almost as good old Shaka. So, I mean, that's really cool that you're, yeah. you're doing something that you love. And you are really, and I mean, honestly, there's been some hard struggles getting into this part. And obviously, we'll come back again maybe later on down the road when this La Rasa thing hits off the ground and, and does really well. And uh, like I said, bro, I appreciate mm-hmm. you doing this with me today. Uh, brother, I mean, it's really cool to talk to you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> no, I'm good. sorry about that. But um, I will try to text you as much as I can sometimes a day. Um, just thank you for doing this. Uh, and uh, any no, last sir, things you want to say, bro? Make sure your listeners don't give up. Make sure they keep pushing. Make sure they, they be cautious of who they get the information from and just do their best. Exactly, man. Honestly, you can just do what you know. And I hope that's for anyone. Like, if you want to do a podcast or anything, bro, do it yourself. Like, I never thought I was going to do a daggum podcast out of anything. Like, I didn't see myself talking for an hour. And, bro, like, my first episode almost went an hour. And I was just like, did I really just talk to myself (laughs) on a phone for an hour? (laughs) Like, it was like something like I had to really catch. And I was like, and then when I posted it and stuff, like, dude, you'd be amazed. Like, it was getting to almost 14 to 15 plays. I'm like, people are really listening to just talk to myself. Like, what the heck? And I was like, all right, let's do it. And then I just kept doing it. It's been a lot of fun. And thank you for doing this, Jeremy. And ladies and gentlemen, this is Jeremy Deberry. This will be the yes, next sir. Tyler Perry. So, no all right, Deberry, thank, thank you, you bro. All right, man, I'll try to call you. Yeah, Sometimes in the world, you know. <laughs> oh, you too. Bye. All right, brother. Be safe. All right, y'all. It's the close episode five. 
Big thank you to Jeremy Deberry. I hope and pray everyone check this man out. He's he is gonna be the next, and he's already said he's got goals. He's got mindset. Tyler Parrott, he is going to be that guy, and uh, I think so. I really believe that he's got the heart and driven to do it. Now, big thank you to Jeremy DeBerry for doing this episode. Like I said, he did not have to do this episode. It was just basically us catching up and just shooting the breeze, and uh, it was just amazing. And uh, I just want to thank DeBerry for this great chat. I'm thankful and just proud of this guy. He is, he is literally working from the ground up all the way back to the, to just achievements. I, I, don't know, I don't know other, like him just traveling, just to bring this idea that he's wrote in his own mind. Like this is his baby. This is his work. And it's possibly going to be a film. That's like a big achievement. So big thank you to Jeremy. When I publish this episode, I will also give you that teaser of that great product that he's got coming out soon. Uh, and just... Y'all just be expecting it. Hey, when that film is rolling, D-Berry might be winning an Oscar later in the future. So I want to thank Jeremy D-Berry for this episode. This is Buzzing with Marlo. We are on episode five. I hope we didn't bore you. I hope you enjoy your day. I want y'all to stay safe, stay clean, and just enjoy your day. Thank y'all, and I'll catch you down the road.